Welcome to another episode of the CDW Life Nuggets Podcast with Pastor Cher B. Winkley, where the Word of God is the foundational truth that we believe and live. It's life for our spiritual and practical application. Tune in, hear the Word, and prepare to be empowered to manifest and maximize life. And now, a message from Pastor Cher D. Winkley. Good afternoon, everybody. I pray that you all are having a wonderful day so far. Um, I want you to take a really quick minute and uh, share the video. Go grab some of your single girlfriends and your single friends and uh, and tell them to chime in, to tune in. This is this this is for you, people of God, today. And it's going to bless you. Uh, I'm excited about our uh, live podcast and the guests that we have on. For those of you that have been following our podcast or you listen to or have subscribed to the podcast that's um, on Spotify or Apple or Google Play, um, you know, as I always say, I'm so glad and grateful that you're connected. And um, I know that this podcast is going to be no different in terms of you being blessed by it. Um, I want you to do two things. Uh, the first thing is to listen intently. Uh, and then secondly, to let somebody else know that you are watching. Um, I have a guest on today. I'm super excited about uh, her sharing with us. I know that what she has to say is going to bless your life if you let it. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to what she has to say and the nuggets that she's going to drop in our hearts and in our lives. Um, she is Pastor Shalandra Taylor, a good sister friend of mine, and uh, she's a powerhouse of a preacher. Let's just say that. Let's start right there. And if you have not heard her, uh, you need to find a way to hear her YouTube, her Facebook pages, whatever the case may be. Um, but she's an awesome woman of God, and uh, she has a wonderful mentorship program called Young Esther's Incorporated. But she'll give us more information about that uh, after we go through uh, what we are talking about today, which is saved and single or single and saved, however you want to term it. Um, but I'm going to introduce her so that she can join in on our stream. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm so glad that you are a, a part of the podcast. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be fun. I'm um, glad to be here. <laughs> what'd you say? I said, I'm glad to be here. This is going to be great. Yeah, it is going to be good. I look forward to, uh, to, to what we have to share. Um, of course, for those of you that have subscribed to the podcast, you know that we provide spiritual and practical uh, solutions to life. And so uh, this will have a spiritual application for you, as well as just practical living uh, relating to being saved and being single. And so without further ado, I want to get right into uh, what we're going to be talking about. Saved and single or single and saved, <laughs> however you want, <laughs> however you want to, uh, yeah, however you want to look at it. So right. I guess the first question is, what does it mean to be the both of those? And, you know, how do you, or how do you personally approach that reality being a one no God, being a believer and being single in this season? Um, well, I think, you know, as far as the definition is concerned, single is someone who is not married. Right, um, and I think the approach to it is, I'm saved and single, single saved again. However you want to put it, right? Um, I think that it, in all, your life is still submitted to God. I'm saved, mm -hmm. my life is submitted to God, and I'm single um, yeah. until I'm married. 
So I think that kind of sums it up for me. You know, I'm saying right, right. to God and I'm single, meaning um, nobody's put a ring on it yet. So uh, right. <laughs> in short. Right, right, right. Well, I, I think, you know, people get either you have two ends of the spectrum, what I've gathered, right? So either you are super duper saved and, you know, Jesus is my husband or, you know, the whatever the case may be pertaining to women or, you know, we have this uh, grace blanket that we abuse um, that makes us, well, you know, Jesus knows my heart and my intent he knows. You know, so how do you functionally balance that reality of I am saved? I, you know, I I want to live holy, want to be right, want to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, um, and at the same time present myself as a young man or a young woman who is single and desires to be married. I think that you again your submission to God and your character will kind of help you build yeah. that. But I do think that there is a is a place of honesty that we have to be honest about ourselves with. Right. I am single. I am saved, but I'm very much wanting to be married. I'm very much wanting yeah. to go out on dates or I do go out on dates. So it's not just a, you know, I'm a nun and I'm stuck in the house, you know, waiting for him to find me. He's not going to find right. me. You know, like, right. right. Resting your pressure. Right now. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know what's going on. But um, uh, I do think that there is a balance and the balance is, is being honest. I don't think yeah. anyone gets anywhere trying to pretend like they don't want to make. Right. That's, that's not even what God wants for you. He said, they that worship me is worshiping in spirit and in truth. Let's yeah. be about what we like. Be Whoops. I think we lost her. So as she's coming back on, honesty is key. For those of you that are watching, type that honesty is key. And it's a very important for us to be honest with ourselves in terms of what we desire and what that picture looks like um, per our desire. And living to please uh, Christ, being having that foundation of who you are spiritually and what your expectations are, um, both spiritually and naturally. I think sometimes we uh, settle for uh, on both ends of the spectrum, right? We settle for, you know, whatever that looks like spiritually, and then we settle for whatever that looks like naturally. And we find ourselves on the other end um, regretting some of the choices that we made. And so I'm going to bring her back on. Sister, there. So we're back. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Technology. Technology. Okay. So I was just recapping what you said that honesty yeah. is key and it's important to know what you desire, what that looks like, mm -hmm. what your expectations are, so on and so forth. And so this misconception of, because I've heard before, and I'm sure you have, and those of you that are watching, I'm sure you have as well. I've heard before that, you know, this idea that people who are single, who are in ministry or people who are single, who are in the gospel music industry, or, you know, you're in church or you're serving that, you know, I'll try, they don't want to be married or, you know, they don't want. And I think we have to, as you said, get out of our um, unwillingness to be honest and to be transparent, right. that it, it's great according to the word of the Lord to, if you're single, to serve faithfully, to give God your absolute all, mm -hmm. yet at the same time as God's desire for us to have a mate. 
if that be in his plan for our lives, you know, because I don't want to say that if you've never been married before that you're outside of the will of God. Right. And so um, how do you minister to that person who's saying, well, people see me and think that I don't want to be married. You know, I'm too independent or, you know, people are intimidated by what I have going on or et cetera. How do you minister to those who are listening who have that? That I think that every I think a lot of things can be solved with a simple question. A lot of things can be solved with a yeah. conversation. Um, I think that because the misconception is that, especially women in ministry, we're so yeah. and you're independent, you're so bold, and you think you have no. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm still a woman. You know, right. at the end of the day, um, we do desire companionship. Um, and I, I, I feel really sorry for people who really think that way about people who are on in the forefront, because that's not that's not true at all. I think the issue, I think, with musicians or with preachers or people who are on the front line is um, people being transparent sometimes, especially for people who are already, you know, like super famous. It's really yeah. hard to be in relationships because you don't know who wants you for you and who wants you because of who you are. That's so even friendships. That's right. so huge. That's so huge. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. like, it's it's hard sometimes to be able to decipher. Uh, do you want me for me, or do you want me because you think we look good together on a flyer, or right. you think our names look good together on paper? Yeah. Right. And we've had I've had many of those situ not many. I've had a few of those situations where yeah. you know the the reality is you really you don't want me as a person. You want what I who I am in the forefront. Picture. Yeah. You want the picture. Yeah. You sometimes you have to be able to decipher what's what. But I do think that people who have those questions, people who do feel that way, need to ask, have a conversation. That's not well, I can speak for myself and a few of my fellow ministry friends. We mm -hmm. don't feel that way at all. We are very much um desiring to be married like anyone else. Yeah, I think that discernment is so important because mm. you know, when you are, and like I said, even in friendships or your associations or whatever the case may be, but since we're talking about relationships, yeah. that discernment is important because you never know, a person can come up to you verbally and say, you know, they feel this way or whatever the case may be. Here's one that I'm sure that many of us here, the Lord told me that you are my husband or wife, okay? <laughs> Whatever. So a person can come and have such conviction about who you are pertaining to how you fit in their world. Right. Or who you are pertaining to what they want their world to look like. And if you aren't careful, you'll get caught up in that picturesque of this idea of relationship and this idea of marriage. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line, and I'm not married, so I can't say specifically, but I believe that when you marry, there's a whole host of things that you have to work through um, as husband and wife. And so going into that and you just wanting an idea, like you just you just want to look good on paper. You want to look great on the fly. You want to look good in ministry. It has to be something that grants more substance than that going in. And, and you have to have discernment because you just never know what people really want, if they want you or what you offer. Yeah, I think too, Pastor, that I think if you if you listen to a person long enough, they'll yes. tell you what they want. Yes, yes. I'm an excellent listener. Yeah. I listen to you. I will listen. And the more and more you talk, the more and more you'll expose what you really want. Right. So right. even in using that discernment, listen, you know, and don't ignore what what they're, they're telling you what they want. 
yeah. every other conversation is what they want, but you want right. to ignore it because you know you're desperate or you're settling or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I think discernment is a big thing and, and listening. Just listen. Right. They'll tell you exactly what they want. Don't ignore it. <laughs> flags and signs are just that. They are flags and signs. And 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 like she said, you can hear the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's hard to um, put a blanket over who you really are when you open your mouth. Yeah. It's hard to put to, to sugarcoat what's really on your mind when something consistently comes out of your mouth. And then you have the option. It's one thing when options are stripped away from you, but when you are listening intently and when you see a thing for what it really is, you then have the option to decide and determine whether or not there's something that you want to or need to rather be a part or be connected with. And, and so when you listen intently, choose wisely. You listen intently, choose wisely. Okay. So what are what would you say are some of the struggles that singles have, you know, who are believers? Um, and how do we address those? Because I think that when people struggle or when they fail or when, you know, whatever the case may be, that we often don't provide plausible solutions to overcome those, to address those head on, et cetera. So how do we address the struggles that people realistically deal with as a single believer? Um, I think one of the things, and I've, I've heard many people talk about kind of the, the pressure of that people put on them because they are single. There are some people that are in genuinely enjoying the single life and learning about themselves and learning about, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and I think that some people, I think one thing that needs to be addressed, because I see it a lot, especially when mentoring young women, is these this settling desperation factor. Like, oh. I feel pressured to be a part of something just so that I can have and say that I'm in a relationship with... Uh, that is definitely not the one that God ordained, but because we allow desperation to yeah. tour us um, to distractions. Right. And right. I think that's a big issue. But I also think that people need to be cool with the fact that some people are okay with being single. And it doesn't need to be a, um, they, they, they don't have to feel bad or feel, uh, ostracized because yeah. they are single. Singleness. I hear my friend Jennifer Trotter say something similar that singleness is not a is not a, a death sentence. It's not a disease. You know, it is. Yeah. It's it's just is what it is at the moment. Right. And, and if you're okay with that, they need to be okay with that too. But I do think that some of the pressures of of needing to fit in or the pressures of hurrying up and needing to find someone, especially right now where yeah. uh, the age group and the generation that we are in are getting married a lot later than right. the generation before us. My grandparents right. were married very young. My grandparents now have been married for over 50 years. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm not there yet. You know, so, uh, you know, my mom right now is asking me questions and I'm like, sis, chill. Just give me yeah. a minute. Yeah. If Beyonce can have twins at 38, I think I'm good. You yeah. Know? So, um, I think dealing with that pressure of I need I need to be something or become someone that I'm just not yet. I'm not saying yeah. for me in particular, honey. Come on, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm saying you know in general, be okay right. with you growing into who you're supposed to be or who you yeah. already are. Yeah. I mean, not allowing the outside voices or the outside pressures of people uh, put you into something prematurely that you're right. not ready for. 
right. or the, or the, or that you're not ready to 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 take on the responsibility of. It's, it's a different responsibility to be a wife. The Bible says, right. "He that findeth the wife find the good thing." Not he that findeth the girlfriend. He that findeth a wife. There's right. a different responsibility that comes. Right. If you're not ready for that, that's okay. Grow up. Allow allow that 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 process to take place. Yeah, but do you think that people uh, and and I know this is this answer is probably self-explanatory or this question is probably redundant in a sense. But do you think that people struggle with being by themselves? I think oftentimes we get into relationships or we latch on to friendships or whatever connections, so to speak, or whatever that is, because we're trying to find identity for ourselves, and so we say yes to certain things, trying to make sure that we feel good about who we are or that we value who we are. So how do you um, minister to, because if the pressure is coming from the outside, you know, I get questions all the time, as I sh I'm sure you do. Yeah. So my sister has every one of my siblings who can have children have them, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, and so um, you know, I get questions all the time. So when yeah. you bless the household, when the Lord says so. <laughs> Um, so, but it's because I am comfortable with where I am and I, I believe God for where he desires for me to go. And I think that people who are uncomfortable often succumb to that pressure. And so you involve yourselves in relationships and connections and associations, trying to fulfill the discomfort that you have within you and trying to stop the questions. Oh. And so how do you help, you know, how do you minister to those who may have the issues in here? Because if mm -hmm. it starts here, you'll respond to what's going on, on around you. Yeah. I think that you need to take an inventory. The people that yeah. are take inventory. Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel alone? Uh, every action has an origin. Every attitude has an origin. So I think that you need to figure out what it is that that drives you into becoming this person where you feel like right. you're hearing somebody all the time. I think in the Bible, Samson, I think he dealt with something similar to that. Every time Samson got in trouble, it was over a woman. Every right. time something happened or, you know, the relationships that he was in and because of his desperation, it drove him yeah. to uh, Delilah. And, you know, several times she asked him where his strength was. Several times she, she, yeah. she said, I'm, tr I'm literally trying to destroy you, but she won't give me the answer. so crazy because he knew it. It's literally, <laughs> you know. But because, but because of his sense of wanting to be with, obviously, because right. anyone in their right mind would say, no, nah, you're trying to do something. And I'm, I'm going to use the discernment that I have to back up because I have discernment and I'm listening to what you're saying. Yeah. I can back up. But because this sense of over, I think it was overpowering loneliness. It's over, he was in a class all by himself. And that's how a lot of people feel. We're, we're, we feel like we're by ourselves. We feel like there's no one that understands. So we do try to match relationships with people um, that God never intended for us to be with because we don't yeah. know how to be alone. You've got to right. face what it is in me that feels like that I have to, I have to be, um, but there was something in me that has to be solidified by someone else. What mm -hmm. is it in me that that needs someone else's validation or someone oh, else's that's so good. You know, because it, you'll forever be at the mercy of someone uh, whose opinion you hold on to. You'll forever be yeah. at the mercy of someone whose um, substance or whose relational or whatever you you want to hold on to them. And the money yeah. they leave, you'll lose yourself. The minute right. they tell you something negative about yourself, you'll believe it because you have 
you have spent all your time trying to become what they want instead of right. again searching right. for that what it is in me that has that has to be with somebody. What is right. it that I just right. gotta I just can't be alone? No, that's that's something that needs to be looked into. That's something right. that you probably want to talk about. Uh, go, and everything starts at the childhood. You know, I remember right. when I was five. I remember mm -hmm. when I was seventeen. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have to go back to that so that you yeah. can make that part of you whole, and then you can become a help to someone else. Right. Um, but I think that that is a that's a big that's a big issue. Is I I just don't want to be alone. I'm not used right. to being by myself. I don't like to hear my own thoughts. I don't like to hear my own. No, that's something that needs to be that that, right. that you would literally have to go into yourself. Yeah. 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 I think it's really important because and and I say this um, to some single people that I mentor or, you know, that ask me about how do you, you know, how are you okay with where you are? Right. Yeah. That you have to deal with, you know, I think that our culture um, is, um, we are successful at not dealing with things. Mm. Right? We, we don't family. What, what goes on in this house stays, stays in this house. In this house. You, you know, know it. You don't talk about anything. You're you know you don't ask questions. And so we grow up as adults taking childhood secrets, and those secrets don't always have to be bad, but unanswered questions, uh, childhood traumas, childhood secrets, and those things are, are things that we see and we don't understand, or things that violate our emotions or violate physically or whatever it is. And so those things grow with us, right? They're never dealt with. They just grow with us. And they somehow fashion our thinking. They fashion how we function with one another. They um, they determine our trust levels. They determine our uh, desires in terms of what we want, what we don't want, whether we know ourselves or whether we don't. And not just childhood, but even in previous relationships. You know, if you don't deal with those things that you have experienced or why the relationship failed or, you know, what your part was in it or why you allowed someone else to do you whatever the way that they did you. Yeah. If you don't deal with that, then you will unconsciously take all of those things into something that God could potentially have for you. And it will destroy what it is that, that God has for you because you have not taken the time to sit with self, right? <laughs> to sit with self for a little bit and say, yeah. Let, yeah. And talk to yourself and let's deal with what is before we try to create something that that is not. That's really good. Yeah. That's so good. what what should a believer look for, per se? Right. Because um, just because you are saved um, does not mean that you don't have desires for specific things in terms of. Sure. We all want somebody. If you saved, you want somebody who knows Jesus for real. Yeah. And who is, you know, a believer for real, but there are also other things that you need to determine within yourself that you desire before I think you get into something that you're willing to commit to. Yeah, I agree. I think um, one of the most, I think just because we're saved doesn't mean we're compatible. You know, just because we're both that don't, that's that's good. Don't, that's good. somebody needs to type that. Just because we're saved does not mean we're compatible. It does not mean we're compatible. Yeah. That's you know, you might do things that I, I, I will never be able to get over. You know, right. there's some there's some personality things that I'm just not graced to handle. And right. just because I am a Christian and, am, and have read the scripture and understand grace and mercy and love, and that does not mean that I'm the one for you. Right. Um, I think one of the things or three things that that I, uh, I always pray for, three things that I believe God for when coming into a relationship, when focusing on when marriage is the end result, is mm -hmm. um, prayer, provision, and protection. 
That's good. For me, it's prayer, provision, and protection. Mm -hmm. I need to know that you are able to speak to God about our relationship or where we're going or us as a family, you know, and then uh, provision. You know, I know we're living in an age now where we've got bosses and every, and I'm so happy for all the independent. I, yeah. I believe it and I thank God for it. But <laughs> right. looking looking even the relationship for my, my grandparents and I know it's a different time, um, but my I don't remember my grandmother working a day in her life. I'm not saying that that's going to be my testimony. I'm right, just, right. She didn't. My grandfather was a provider. My yeah. grandfather did what he had to do to make sure that his family was 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 in the will of God and to make yeah. sure that they were uh, provided for. And right. then the final one is protection. If if I think if, if we don't feel safe with you, um, how am I going to know that you that that in your presence and outside of your presence am I going to be okay? Sure. That's good. You know, so for That's me, good. those are the big things. Are, are, are Do they have a relationship with the Lord? Can you trust them? I think, too, when we talk about uh, marriages and, and singleness, um, mm -hmm. one thing my father taught one Sunday, sis, and it tore me up one Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, he was talking about uh, the scripture where it talks about men submitting to, to Christ and Christ is the head of the church and how the wives, I mean, how the husbands should love their wives and how the wives should submit to their husbands. It does not say that the wife is supposed to love her husband. The word right. submit is uh, another word for respect. So he says the wives are to respect their husbands. And right. I think that uh, when we are looking for mates and when we're in singleness, one of the things that we should look is for women, I can't speak for a man, but for women, can I respect him? Right. Can I trust what you say? You'll do what you say you're going to do. Right. And sometimes we look over that like, no, 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 no. It's in, this is in the Bible to yeah. love you is what he's supposed to do. But I think to love someone in return, especially when it comes from a woman, is that for me, in order for me to be fully engaged into you, I have to respect you. Yeah. Yeah. I have to respect who you say you are. I have to respect one scripture. Um, and I wrote it down because it, it was, it was always so powerful to me. Um, uh, that we know Proverbs 31 is not really for the women. Proverbs yeah. 31 is really for the men. Right, right. It was a mother who who's, who's telling her yeah. son yeah. Um, what to look for in a woman. But there's one verse in particular that uh, came to me um, one day when I was just reading. And it's Proverbs 31, 23. He said, her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. You know, right. so again, my prayer is, Lord, let him let him be a man of God. Prayer, let him provide let him let us let him protect us, but I want to respect him. And yeah. this scripture speaks volumes because he's saying he's not just a man; he is a man that is respected by elders. He is a man that is respected by his peers. That's you so know, for, so for, for people, I think that again, prayer, provision, and protection is uh, one of the main things. And for the men that are on, check out Proverbs thirty-one because you know it's talking to you. Uh, <laughs> but of us, I, I think that those are the main factors that people should look at outside of him being handsome and outside right, of her right. having a bad body or outside of, you know, are their minds okay? Do yeah. you respect them? Are, right. are, are they someone that you could see raising a potential family? You right. know, are they faithful? Are they committed? Are they loyal? Like there are other qualities that we got to start looking at if, if you want to be able to maintain a healthy relationship. But for me, yeah. prayer, prayer, provision and protection are at the top of the list. That's, Y'all, there's a little girl on Instagram. She says, Y'all, <laughs> I don't even know her name. 
I love her. Bless <laughs> her. I hope you just I hope you just heard that because she said a mouthful. You know, it, it's so easy for you to look at a thing. One of my mentors, and, and I love him to death, uh, Bishop Blakes, he said to me one time, he said, never marry your present, always marry your future. Right? Because you can get oh. is that loaded? Okay. <laughs> You can get so you can become so enamored with what you currently see that you fail to think about those things that are five years down the road or two years, if the Lord allows or two years down the road or, you know, can I build a life with this person? Can I build a family? Can we raise children together? What does that look like? Are we able to communicate outside of the, you know, you want to go out tonight or you want to go while we're dating in the yeah. future? Can you be settled? with your choice because I, I don't believe that people get married with a desire for divorce. Um, and with those, as you said earlier, with those that are marrying so late in their lives, I, I, I would step out on the limb and venture to say that nobody wants to get married with the idea or the potential or the possible chance of a divorce. Um, and so while you have those moments to take a look at if i am in relationship with this person or if i'm enjoying dating can i be with this person for as long as the lord allows and be comfortable with the ups and the downs right the hey and please just give me <laughs> all right just can, can you deal with what that future looks like and yeah. so I think that for those of you that just listened, it's what she said, prayer, provision, and protection. And those things are spiritual and natural, right? Spiritually, can you pray for me? Can you provide for me spiritually? Can you intercede? Can you protect me spiritually? And the same natural, a, a woman desires security. And that's not just about finances, right? And I would assume that a man, huh? I said, that's good. It's not just about yeah, it's not just about finances. It's about security of your mind, your emotions, your past, present and future, et cetera. But, but at the same time, a man desires to be honored and respected and appreciated. Right. And a woman has to know that. Right. And as much as a man has to know what a, what a woman desires, I think the same that a woman has to know what a man desires. If in, you desire to come into a relationship that's going to bless you and God. Yeah, I think right. I think you're totally right. Uh, I listen to my father a lot, obviously, and he preached this message uh, called um, "The I Wish This Fool Would Die," and he's talking about um, Nabal and David and Abigail. Yeah. yeah. Out in every man, there are two. There are two beings. There's a king mm -hmm. and there's a fool. Whichever yeah. one you talk to the most is the one that's going to come out. Abigail knew how to speak to the king and David so that he would not commit murder in killing Nabal. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. God just dealt with that himself. But the, I think, too, we, we always spend so much time about men should be this and men should be that. But like you said, that was so profound. Men desire to be honored. They desire to be respected. Right, right. And sometimes, you know, I, I know, you know, we some of us have a problem allowing that to happen, especially right. if he's doing everything that he's supposed to do. But I think that's a that a king and a fool, whichever one you right. speak to is the one that's going to come out. Right. You got to use your Bible says that a, a wise woman builds her house, but a I love that tears it down. And it's not with her hands it's with your, her mouth, a mouth in her mind will tear oh. it. Down. 
right? Yeah. So in as much as you got a king and a fool, which one are you wise or foolish? <laughs> I love it. I love right? it. Right? Okay. So what should a single person, last question, what should a single person be doing while they're waiting? We already talked about that you need to be honest with yourself, be transparent with yourself, know what it is that you want, but scripturally and you know emotionally doing the work as, as uh, somebody said, what should their work be while they are single so that they don't get so entangled and involved in this emotion of I'm by myself and I ain't gonna ever get married. And yeah. you know, nobody, that whole emotion that can overtake your mind and your heart yeah. and so on and so forth. So what should they be doing? I think that um, even using the example of, of Ruth and Boaz, Ruth and Boaz, people, you know, he found her working. Yeah. She was working. Yeah. Keep working, keep doing what you're doing. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. He says, right. don't stop doing what you do well. Don't stop growing. Don't stop learning. Don't stop uh, learning more about God, but in turn, learning more about yourself. Right. Like, you can't afford to be so caught up in your own mind that you stop the work. You know, he yeah. found her working is what he found her doing. So keep working, keep building, keep finding new, new, um, habits keep finding new things that you like to do i mean you you have to be an ever-evolving creature everything that lives gives everything that grows sows you have to continue to commit yourself to growth stop right there and say that again. <laughs> <laughs> go back go back <sighs> okay say yeah. that again say that again everything every, that everything that lives gives good good everything yeah grows souls good yeah. we are in a god made us for relationship we right. are constantly depositing and um taking out we're constantly giving and receiving yeah. i think that in order to do that you have to know what you're able to give and in turn what you are able to receive but yeah. the only way to do that is to keep moving forward yeah. uh, evolution is is the cause for the growth of things and if you are not going to commit to growing it's going to be very difficult you're always going to be in a state of depression you're always going to be yeah. in a state of i'm so lonely and nobody nobody knows the troubles i've seen you are always right. going to be there if you don't commit yourself to evolving yourself uh, right. what happened to you or why you are where you are may not have been your fault but unfortunately it is your problem and it is a problem that must be solved by way of evolution you have to commit yeah. to learning the language of the next level commit to learning more things um and continue to do that work be not weary well doing for in due season at the most appointed time you will have a reward but you can't faint you yeah. will, the reward is coming but yeah. you can't give up and i know for singles sometimes that's hard to hear well when is he coming i'm so tired and i get it more answers yeah we want answers and that's yeah, yeah. there's and there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you asking when it will be my time. But at right. the same time, if we're going to believe in the scripture and in the word of this Bible, we're going to believe the integrity of God. You have to believe yeah. that he will give it to you in due season at the yeah. right time, at the opportune time. So maybe it's not your due season yet. But if you don't grow weary, you can rest assured that because of the scripture, it'll come. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. You better preach it five minutes. <laughs> That's the only thing I got to stand on. Experience yeah. and the word. Yeah. <laughs> that that is so good. You know, and I just want to add on that. Once you identify those things, 
don't be fearful to to walk away. And as I posted earlier today, to let go of whatever does not align itself with that. Right. Whatever does not align itself with the work that you put in, whatever does not align itself with who God is making you to be and what you desire. Don't be fearful to walk away from that in, in a very clean and mature way. Right. Because some of us walk away and you all of our business is there on Facebook. And so don't be afraid to let go of what does not align itself with your work and with God's deposits in your life in a clean and matured manner. Know who you are. Know who God is in you. Know who you are in him. Do the work and then wait. I love that. Period. Period. You said it earlier, though, sis, when you were talking about the top. Well, I, you know, I, I, if I don't ever hear the word toxic again, uh, I'll be OK. Yeah. But that's the big thing now. Well, you toxic. So I got to cut you off. No, there's a mature way. To, listen, I don't think that this is, you know, I think right. that that's a great way of, of letting people know that you don't you don't have to be rude or um, this this weird person that just cuts right. people off just because now, nah, you know, and it's not working. And I appreciate your time. But right. Let's move on. I think that was <laughs> yeah. So prayerfully, all of you that have watched and kind of chimed in and out or stayed with us the entire duration of the podcast, I pray that you've been blessed. I know that it is um, singles, most singles desire to be united with a person that God would have for them to be united with, to a person who is faithful and in action. That's important. Um, someone you can communicate with and that you can uh, love and be loved by and honor and respect, as uh, Pastor Shalandria said. And so I hope that you've been able to listen to what she shared, shared and what we've talked about and uh, and put them in your heart and and put them in your arsenal and think and muse over those things so that your choices can be different. Right. Um, so that your mindset and your perspective can be different, because if that never shifts, then you'll always find yourself in the same situation. So it's the perspective and the choices and what you're willing to accept and or deal with and then what you are not willing to accept and or deal with. So I pray that you've been blessed by our time together. Sis, thank you so very much. Thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate you for getting on and, and sharing with us just your heart, your mind, your experience, et cetera. And bless the Lord for you for, for sharing that. So I want to give you a quick minute to let folks know about the The mentorship program that you have? Yeah. Um, you're frozen, so I don't know if you're still talking, but um, the mentorship program that we have, um, mentor me at shalondrataylor.com. We uh, empower and, and mentor women through the areas of intercession, intellect, and influence. Uh, we have a six-week course that we do, um, and we actually just came out of our first six-week course, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, people came out having no idea as far as purpose and books and one girl went for two of them actually went from having no books to almost being completely finished with books. And then we have other women who, um, their confidence went to another level, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever it was, yeah, they were yeah. inspired by God through the grace of God exceeded our expectations in that. So again, mentor me at shalondretaylor.com six week course. Um, or you can hit me on Facebook and let me know Instagram, wherever. And I would be glad to share more information with you, sis. I really appreciate this time. And I thank you so much for your heart for singles and your heart for God's people period and allowing us a platform to come and speak about 
uh, what's going on. So I appreciate you for allowing me to come on. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to uh, to join with us. And this podcast will be available on Spotify and Apple and Google Play and all of that good stuff. So uh, you can go back and listen to it. You, you need to. You, you need to. She, <laughs> she dropped some things that, um, that's, that, that are important for our life. Um, and again, whether we're talking about relationships and or marriage or just friendships and connections, um, the things that she shared is important for us to ensure that we are choosing what is pleasing to God and pleasing to who we are while we're in those as well. And so I want you to go back and take a listen to uh, this live, share this live and go back and listen to the podcast as well and uh, and be blessed by what you've heard. So sis, thank you again. I love you and appreciate you. And, uh, and we will see you all for the next podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the CDW Life Nuggets podcast. To get more information or if you want to hear a repeat broadcast, download the Share D Weekly Ministries mobile app on the App Store and also available on Google Play. Or you can visit shareweekly.org. May God bless you and heaven smile richly upon you. This has been another CDW Life Nuggets podcast. Until we meet again, remember to manifest and maximize life.